listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA Podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? Happy Thursday, and welcome to the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS Podcast. I am James Grande, and no, I am not joined by John and Peppa. John is still uh, losing all his money in Vegas, hopefully winning, but probably losing. Uh, we know John. Uh, today, special guest, um, friend of the program, friend of Fantasy Alarm, member of Fantasy Alarm, uh, Ryan Kirksey joins us for the first time on the podcast this year. Ryan, what's going on, brother? Happy to have you on. Thank you so much. Long-time listener, first-time podcaster. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And and before we, you know, hit the uh, the live button here, we were talking about uh, the fact that there are no spreads going into Thursday. So we're recording here um, a little before 10 p.m. Eastern, and there are zero spreads. And that's kind of, you know, status quo for what's happening right now across sports, across the NBA um, players dropping left and right due to COVID. I just saw a tweet come across the wire. Who was it? Was it Shams or was it Woj? Woj put out a tweet or retweeted 60 players um, have entered health and safety protocols this year in the NBA, 43 in the past two weeks. So it doesn't seem like it's getting any better in the NBA. Um, So hopefully players continue to be safe and, um, you know, take this virus seriously or, uh, you know, hopefully we don't have something like two years ago where, you know, the whole league shut down. But anyways, um, let's jump into things with no spreads. Lots of injury news. Uh, and we're going to start at the point guard position. We always go position by position. Um, off the top, we know James Harden's out. Uh, we have we're going to I'm going to try to keep this structured as possible. So, like, I'm not going to mention Bradley Beal's name at point guard. Uh, really, we have. Three names healthy over 8K, Ryan. Chris Paul at 97, uh, coming off a monster performance. Cade Cunningham, 86, coming off a monster performance. And Malcolm Brogdon on the second leg of a back-to-back. They play Milwaukee, or they're playing Milwaukee, rather, on Wednesday. Uh, Assess this top tier. Who do you like? Who do you don't? Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at this slate on on DK, and I'm seeing more outs than a baseball doubleheader. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's get, get, getting out of hand here. But yeah, the the top guys you mentioned. I mean, these are the guys to to focus on. As you said, Paul broke the slate the other night up against against Lillard. Uh, I do love that matchup against uh, against Washington. Cade, I was looking at uh, some rookie of the year numbers earlier. Uh, he's the past six or seven games up over 22 points per game. He's just been outstanding. And I think that that's going to you know, continue. They're going to run him out as, as much as possible. I, I'd be a little bit uh, cautious. I'd see what, where the minutes land for, for Brogdon tonight. You know, they're probably going to be heavy favorites against the Pistons. Do they give him a little a bit of a breather tomorrow? Um, but Paul and Cade certainly is where I'm, I'm looking at the high end tomorrow. Yeah. I hate Rick Carlisle. And this dates back to like his days in Dallas. I hate, Rick Carlisle coach teams and back-to-backs. It's almost as bad as Popovich. Um, not quite, but almost as bad as Popovich. Uh, Brogdon currently with three minutes left in the third, only at 23 minutes. So uh, not really sure what's up with that, but you're spot on uh, there. Um, and I, I also I just want to point out to all the, the Cade Cunningham uh, haters early in the year, you know, look look at this guy now, right? I mean, come on. Uh, he was called the bust. Two weeks into the year, uh, fairly ridiculous. But I digress. Let's move our attention down the point guard list. 
Um, we have Alec Burks, who is technically playing point guard for the Knicks right now. We have Tyrese Maxey on a back-to-back. Derek Rose got a significant price bump up to 6,300. Uh, he was 5K on Tuesday's three-game slate. Um, we expect Spencer Dinwiddie to sit. They actually already announced it. Dinwiddie playing Wednesday, expected to sit Thursday. Um, and then a couple other names in this 5K range. So from, you know, really Burks down, uh, who who are some of the, the targets uh, in your eyes? Yeah, Maxi is just absolutely smashing tonight. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, and on a back to back, you'd have to look at guys like Embiid first to be the first candidates for for rest. I don't see Maxi necessarily being caught up in that situation. So, I'd certainly be willing to go back to him, looking like somebody who's going to get heavy minutes. And then the Knicks, my goodness, against the Rockets, have such a pace up spot tomorrow. Uh, Burks. Rose, I think where it's going to be a theme throughout um, each of these positions. I'm going to have no problem going to them considering I think the Rockets are first in pace in the NBA. The Knicks are down yep. around 24, 25. So it's going to be a spot where you're going to want to plug in some some Knicks for sure. Yeah, Houston first, Knicks 25th. Exactly. Um, and we just saw what Houston looked like uh, tonight. Sands, Christian Wood, he's expected to sit. Um, they will get Eric Gordon back, but they're, you know, they're they're down all their horses. Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Christian Wood, they're they're not gonna be very competitive. Um Cleveland Cleveland dropped 124 on them tonight, playing 15 guys. I mean, the only player that didn't play for Cleveland tonight was Taco Fall. Um, so uh, yeah, you yeah. mentioned getting, getting Eric Gordon back. I, I like looking at the sort of the, the micro pace numbers. Eric Gordon with least of players that play more than 20 minutes a game, the highest paced player in the NBA right now. So you got these sort of micro matchups with the guards where they could just be running up and down the court all night long. That's that's funny considering like all the knee problems Eric Gordon's had throughout his career yeah. that uh, that's the case because I mean, Eric Gordon had knee problems at like 25, you know, <laughs> I feel bad for the guy because, like, you know, talented scorer, but, like, you know, just one of those guys that just knee problems got in the way early. Um, what are we doing? I, I'm just going to ask you about this situation in general. I'm not going to ask you about the player, like, specific. What are we doing? There's Brooklyn has three point guards, um, not not named James Harden and Kyrie Irving, listed on DraftKings. Uh, Patty Mills, 66. Cam Thomas, 47, David Duke, 42. If everything remains, which all expectations are, they're only going to have eight guys unless, um, you know, they call people up from the G League, which is obviously possible. But if they don't, let's just say they don't, uh, and they do have eight, or they even if they do call guys up and they only play eight, um, like what's your expectation for these three specifically at the point guard position? Yeah, I'm going to go right back to Mills and Duke specifically. I mean, mm-hmm. they absolutely played, I mean, just just unbelievable minutes. They both smashed. I mean, David Duke is third game in the NBA going for right. 10, 10, 13, and four stocks on the night. I mean, it was just, just absolutely amazing. I, I'm going to, you know, especially at the uh, – even with a, a bump up, uh, $1,200 salary bump up, uh, you know, that's just just too low if he's going to play 38 to 40 minutes. Right. You know, I, I think you, you called it. You're going to have to monitor. Do they call guys up? Do they try to expand that rotation to to nine or 10 guys? But if they just don't have the bodies, I can't see the reason how you can't 
uh, go to Duke specifically at 4,200. Mills are going to make you think about it at 6,600. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Duke just almost seems like a, a lock of that price if he's going to get that type of usage again. I do have some interest in Cam Thomas. I don't want to just poo-poo him. And I think it's because he was already a rotation piece prior to all this COVID news. I mean, the three games prior to the Toronto game, 32, 25, 29 minutes. Um, and he's a bucket. I mean, they took him in the first round this year, um, and he's scored double-figure actual points in th- in those three games. Um, I'm not someone who's going to look at a two-for-ten performance as, like, the end-all, be-all to my, to my lineups. Still under 5K, still think he's going to play 22 to, I'll just say 22-plus minutes, uh, because he only played 22 due to, you know, everyone around him playing well and him playing poorly. I think there's still some upside there at 4,700, uh, especially, you know, if they don't have the horses, especially if they only have eight guys. So I yeah, agree. I mean, that, that's, that's the clear, he's the clear pivot, especially people that look at box horse and say, oh my gosh, 40 fantasy points mm-hmm. for Duke, it's 500 cheaper, got to plug him in. Uh, then you look at, at Thomas, just 500 above, who's going to want to play him after that? As you mentioned, two for 10 performance. That's the, that's the clear pivot right there if, you want, if you're trying to get different. Um, anything else at the point guard position? I don't see anything else. And I think, you know, the Brooklyn value covers everything else. I guess, I guess like TJ Augustine was thrown out of the game. I guess we could play Armani Brooks, but he doesn't, exc- he doesn't excite me. He's very three ball dependent. Um, and he's a little too pricey for my eyes. A- anyone else uh, at point guard? No, I think, as you said, Brooklyn, Brooklyn value covers it. And uh, we've touched on just about every healthy point guard that's going to be out there tomorrow. <laughs> All eight of them. Um, yeah. uh, moving on to shooting guard, where Bradley Beal tops the list. And look, I, Bradley Beal at eight was $8,500 on Wednesday slate. And I, for a second, considered playing him. And then that second pass. And I was like, you know, Bradley Beal hasn't really been... There hasn't been much upside at 85. So I personally don't think I'm going to play him at 9K. Do you have a different opinion? I mean, it's a Phoenix. They're, Phoenix is the, arguably the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, even without Devin Booker, uh, they got Aiton back and they looked great. Offensively, at least, I guess. Um, what, what's your take on Bradley Beal at 9K? Yeah, that, that salary jump gives me a little bit of... Concern. I obviously love the player. I love the right. the, the minutes and, and the production. But you're, you're right. The matchup on the second night of a back to back. Or his game hasn't even started yet. They're flying to Phoenix. Um, Phoenix is fifth best in the league against against shooting guards. If I'm going to spend up on this slate, it's going to be more likely in the in the Durant if Embiid plays Randall. Mm-hmm those names, I, I'm probably going to look to go down a little bit and try to stay away from Beal in a tough matchup on a, on a back-to-back. Well, if we're going down, um, a lot of these guys have back-to-backs. So we mentioned Kate at point guard, but Karis LeVert, second leg of a back-to-back, and, and Rick Carlisle looming, um, Burks, Mills, Seth Curry. Uh, Seth Curry, definitely a rest candidate second night of a back-to-back. He came into Wednesday's game with a shoulder issue, um, so he's definitely a rest candidate. I guess the next name on the list, uh, you can consider a small forward in, in Mikel Bridges. Um, then we have guys like Emmanuel Quickly. We have Shake Milton, who would benefit from a Seth Curry absence. 
Evan Fourier 49. Like where, where else do we go? Because I think just, you know, without looking at the rest of the positions, at least yet, this has to be the worst position on the board. Yeah. And, and I want to go back just for a second to, to Gordon. Um, okay. You know, he, he, we have the news already that even though he's out tonight, he's probable tomorrow. And at 5,600 with no green, no Porter, no wood, I think he's going to be, uh, the, he's going to be the guy on offense for, yeah. uh, for, for the Rockets. So at 5,600, you know, assuming we're not going to see any minute limitations or anything that's, that's cause for concern after sitting out, Tonight, I, I, I'm very willing to go there at that um, at that salary. Um, but you're right. Also, I mean, Bridges, particularly as a shooting guard and small forward eligible player. I mean, Bridges' greatest asset is he's going to play 35 to 40 minutes yeah. every night, no matter what. Um, and he's going to contribute across the board. I, I don't mind that that matchup at all with the with the Wizards. So you know, and that that range there is sort of the Bridges Gordon low to to mid five thousands um I'm, I'm liking that that range in there uh tomorrow at shooting garden yeah because after that it gets uh rather bleak um i'm struggling with like anybody else i mean thankfully we can play most of the brooklyn guys right these these websites have multi-position eligibility like fanduel DraftKings, you can play all these guys in multiple positions. Oh, the only reason I didn't mention Gordon, I just, it was an oversight. I saw the uh, the out and uh, just kind of scrolled past him. But um, <laughs> yeah, they were kind enough to give us that in that news early, at least. Right. We we think he he is in, but you're right about, about the Brooklyn situation. I, I mean, you can easily start a lineup with Durant, Thomas, Mills, Duke, and easily build build around that if you want to ensure you're going to have guys that are going to play big minutes um, and, and touch the ball with a lot of usage on, on Thursday. Yeah, so the winning lineup, or at least in my tournament on Tuesday, had five Brooklyn Nets. So just for, for context, like on a smaller slate, it's a plausible strategy to stack four or five guys. Um, it was more of an... Uh, it was a better idea Tuesday because you got everyone at 3K and now everyone's yeah. elevated. Um, but it, you can, you know, I don't like stacking necessarily in NBA all too often. Uh, but in that specific situation, um, yeah. you know, it's it's definitely warranted. It's definitely viable. So um, I mean, they're, what they're doing there is just I mean, you saw what the Raptors did on Tuesday. They basically played six and a half guys the whole mm -hmm. game. That's what the Nets had to do. They just came in at lower salary. That's not necessarily right. the case Thursday, but but they're just their their bodies are so limited that they have to. Right, uh, it's a, a perfect way to put it. Um, I I think we are ready to move on to small forward, where uh, the aforementioned Kevin Durant sits on his throne at twelve three. Um, but it's twelve three. Uh, he's coming off back to back seventy fantasy point games he's coming off a triple double and you know he was playing most of this game with four rookies or three rookies in patty mills or three rookies in blake griffin you know um is there any reason to fade kevin durant with everyone out for brooklyn simply put absolutely not <laughs> when you look at slates like this they're going to be just overflowing with value you're going to find it all sorts of different places you need the raw points 
and you're going to be mm-hmm. able to find it. I think most easily with, with Durant, regardless of whether it's 11 K 12 K, you need those points. And if you're, if you've got a floor of 50 and then a ceiling of 80, we've seen near the past couple of games. Uh, I, I just don't see any way you can get around uh, avoiding Durant and unless you're just trying to get really weird somehow, but he seems like the best source of, of just raw production on, on Thursday night. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, a great point. Like you can't really make up that production on a four game slate on an 11 game slate, like Wednesday. Sure. I think it's, you know, I think you're more likely to find a lot of people that are like, you know what? I can fade Durant tonight on a four game slate. If he goes for 70 and you don't have him, uh, no, you're not only are you not winning a tournament, you you're going to have tr- trouble cashing in it. As exactly. Well, so. Exactly. Um, so I agree a hundred percent there. What about the rest of the position? Um, Jay Sean Tate, second leg of a back to back, but we know everyone's out. He did have a good game while he was out there on Wednesday. Um, Kuzma off protocols. He is playing Wednesday. As you mentioned, that game hasn't even tipped off yet, but um, so I guess we'll wait and see if Kuzma, you know, endurance wise needs a night off after being out for how long was he out for? He was only out for a week. So um, he should be good to go in a second leg of a back-to-back 6,100. We know there's no Spencer Dinwiddie. Maybe that's an option. Um, I have played Cam Johnson essentially every slate uh, since the Devin Booker news broke. And Cam Johnson hasn't let me down. I was very high on him coming out of college. He is a very good shooter. He's turned into a very good rebounder. He is now over 5K. Washington, over the last two weeks, 24th in defensive rating as a team. Um, any love for Cam Johnson here at 5,100? Yeah, I mean, look at those minutes. 33, yep. 29, 31, 34, 32. I mean, this guy, even at 5K, that that, that type mm-hmm. of time on the floor, that that's worth it. I mean, you're, you're looking at a floor of, of mid-20s in, in DK points. Uh, during this stretch without without Booker. He absolutely appeals to me. If you're trying to cram in another small forward next to next to Durant, absolutely. I'm, I have no problem with Cam Johnson. And then I want to ask you, the guy um, kind of directly below him or two away, I'm not, Fournier is whatever uh, at this point. He just does not have a role on this next team, um, I guess, in tournaments because it's the Rockets. If you want to take a shot, it's fine. But Sadiq Bay, who has these random boom games, but we know Jeremy Grant is out. Um, Sadiq Bay with Jeremy Grant out this year, 21% usage is fine. 0.9 fantasy points per minute, which I think is quite good. 0.94 if you even want to go uh, more specific and use more um, uh, decimal points. But like 4,900 is pretty damn cheap. I know the production hasn't been there, but Sadiq Bay does have like 30, 40 fantasy point upside. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious that you mentioned this guy because Sadiq Bay is on the short list for me of guys that when I play him, I literally never get him right. So, <laughs> so I play him when he scores the nine DraftKings points and not when he scores the the 40. But you're right. I mean, two weeks ago, he was at 5,800. Now that's, you know, we were seeing that drop a thousand a thousand dollars in salary so e- even in a matchup against pacers they're just sort of middle of the pack against against small fours they usually represent a pretty uh, tough 
tough matchup. Yeah, especially in tournaments. We've seen Bay go for 30 to 40 many mm-hmm. times this season. Um, I'll just, I'll tell you what, I'll stay away so everybody else can get the production problems <laughs> and not play them. Thank you. Well, we thank you. We thank you, kind sir. Um, Ryan, talk to me about Kessler Edwards. What, what are we doing? Because uh, you mentioned it was David Duke's third professional game. Uh, it was also Kessler Edwards' uh, third professional game. Hadn't played in the NBA in 20 days. Uh, if my math is correct, I don't know how many days are in November. And I'm not going to do that little jingle in my head right now that tells me how many days are in November. So he <laughs> was either, it was either uh, 20 or 21 days. He goes out 44 minutes. And he gives us 17 point, 10 rebound, double double, chips in two assists, two steals, hits a hits a, a trio of threes. Like, what are we doing with Kessler Edwards? Is he a plug and play if the roster doesn't change uh, for Thursday slate? Yeah, I'm going back and I'm looking again as you're as you're saying this at, I mean, literally just a a full team of people that have an out by their name for, for the net. Yeah. And we're talking 10 players that look like they're going to be out, out tomorrow night. Um, I, I mean, I realize that was an overtime game a, a couple of nights ago, but again, <laughs> m- minutes is money in, in NBA yep. DFS. And he got 44 in that game. We, we scale that back from an overtime game. Maybe he gets high thirties, yeah, at 4K, cheaper than Duke, cheaper than Thomas, cheaper than Mills. I, I just, again, another player I'm going to have a hard time getting away from if we can get anywhere close to, you know, 8, 9X on that on that 4,000 salary. Yep, um, completely agree. And I think he is the clear cut. Like, Sadiq, Sadiq Bay is the tournament value uh, at the small forward position. I think Kessler Edwards depended on if people return for Brooklyn, if there's two negative tests or whatever the case may be, or if the roster stays the same, like David or uh, sorry, Kessler Edwards would be the all format play um, in this value chair. And I, I don't see anyone else. I guess the interesting part would be what happens with Philly because you already alluded to it. Like there's obviously rest opportunities, um, I don't know. Did Thibel get hurt, or did they just only play him? Uh, he only played fourteen minutes. He started and only played fourteen minutes. Um, looking, I guess there's nothing official uh, on Thibel. So I, I guess we'll we'll wait and see on Philly because there's a lot of potential there. Um, yeah. George's Niang is in the protocol. Uh, Seth Curry is probably going to be questionable, and Bede is probably going to be questionable considering the back-to-back, as you mentioned. And then Danny Green, who's quest- probably questionable because he's old uh, on the second leg of a back-to-back. So um, lots of potential uh, value there in Philly. So uh, I think it's safe. And Korkmaz sat tonight, so maybe we get Korkmaz back Um Thursday night as well. Uh, yeah, that, as you were saying that, that, that was sort of where my mind was going as well. They may have just proactively had a couple of guys sit in, in preparation for filling in for some some players tomorrow. I, I'm looking at Tybal as well. I'm not seeing why he would have been at 14. That's certainly less than he had been in the past right. 10 games. But, uh, yeah, that may just be a proactive move, trying to get the guys some uh, some rest. But but at that salary, yes, he is, he is in play. 
if he's active and, and a go for, for Thursday. Doc Rivers giving his 24-year-old uh, first-round <laughs> pick some time off. Good for you, Doc. Good for you. Um, let's shift our focus to power forward. Listen, whether you like DeMontis Sabonis or not, I'm sorry. I am not paying $10,500 for him. I'm not. I'm not. I don't generally play Sabonis at his late. And I know he's been good. And I'm not going to, like, say he hasn't been. Um, but there he goes long stretches where he does not even like he puts up like 40 fantasy points and he's 9,500. Um, at 10 5, like I, if I'm building like 20 lineups and I need a power forward at like 10, I'm just gonna play Randall in like yeah. 18 of them, right? It's Houston, um, Sabonis on a back to back, a thousand dollar price bump. I, I don't necessarily understand the pricing, but in most situations, I'm gonna pivot to Randall. Yeah, I, I think that if I, I I'm with you, I think I might be twenty out of twenty lineups for for for, for Randall right. tomorrow. The ma- the matchup is so good. The Rockets on a on a back to back. I remember having a conversation one time. You, a buddy of mine, we used to call Julius Randall the constant. I don't know if you've seen the show Lost, but you, whenever you need that one thing that you can hold on to to know that it's going to be consistent no matter what every single night, that's Julius Randall. He's going to give you thirty five to forty five every night we don't necessarily like the 10k right. but the rockets are allowing 22 points 12 rebounds four and a half assists two steals per game to power forwards this just looks like something where we could get 50 to 60 from randall if the game stays competitive tomorrow yeah um 23rd in defensive rating and you mentioned a couple we both mentioned a couple times rockets the fastest team in the nba huge pace of spot multiple uh a lot of possessions to be had for the Knicks here. So um, I agree, Julius Randle to the moon. I think, you know, I don't love Tobias Price, but if there's no Embiid, I think it's something we'd consider. Um, big price bump, you know, whatever. But um, I think the real, uh, I think where a lot of people are going to sit, and, you know, I think Jay Sean Tate's going to be quite popular uh, considering it's four games late, considering who's out for Houston. But I think, and, Listen, I was all over Alperin Sengun in the preseason, um, just seeing what he can do uh, when he has the basketball in his hands, when he's working off the ball, off the dribble. Like, this dude is going to have a future in the NBA. Um, And now we're seeing it. Huge game tonight. Had a double-double. Now three straight games with 30-plus fantasy points. There's going to be no Christian Wood. Uh, Houston's down a lot of guys. Um, I think a lot of people go to Sangoon, and then if again not, we're going to go back to Brooklyn, you know, but like Griffin, right? Five K, uh, he can't play past thirty-one minutes. I think that was literally his cap. I think he would have maybe like combusted, uh, like <laughs> not been able to ever play basketball again if he went past thirty-one minutes at this stage of his career. But you know, thirty-two fantasy points if he does that again at five K, it's quite good. So I think. Um, like, what's your take on Singun and Griffin here in the mid-tier? Because I, I, I like them both quite a bit. Yeah. So, so, so you don't know this, but but I am a my my fandom is is, is with the Rockets. So I'm, okay. I'm a Houston, Houston guy, and so I mean, my love for Singun just knows no end. <laughs> um, I, I mean, forget just from a DFS perspective. I mean, I've got the 
the gift the other day of of Sangoon going up and under against the thunder just on, right. display <laughs> on my on my computer, right? So this guy, I mean, he 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 had the opportunity and he did not miss tonight um, right. in, in this first leg of a back to back. I don't see how they can sit him with no wood, no green, no porter. Um, Tice is just a, I mean, just a body these days. So right. he's going to be out there uh, to tomorrow tomorrow night. And I think at fifty five hundred, we're we're just we're not even close to the 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 value that he can pro- provide at that at that salary. I think it's too low. I think if you give him these minutes for two weeks, he's going to be at seven and a half K. Um, yep. So I, I am going to be all over that. I mean, even with a five hundred dollar increase in salary to Blake, I'll go Sengun a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah. I think the one thing when I watch Sengun play is the turnovers. He's still very yeah. like careless with the bas- basketball. And I think it probably pisses Silas off quite a bit. Um, but I mean, y- he's young, like live with the turn. You live with the turnovers when he's showing so much everywhere else. He's literally good everywhere. He's good defensively. He can shoot. Like he just, you know, I don't need to tell. I don't need to tell you as as yeah. as uh, the the leader, the bus driver of the Sangoon fan. Yeah, I mean his fantasy points per minute, his PER. If you mm-hmm. want to go to the advanced stats, I mean they're all just elite here. Right. Just you know, twenty five games in his NBA career. Right. Um, anything else? Um, you know, Denny got pushed back to the bench with Kuzma returning, uh, and uh, Davis Bertans was really good. Uh, Kevin Knox played twenty minutes. He played 29, then 20. I guess if Obi Toppin and R.J. Barrett both ruled out, I guess Kevin Knox could, you know, be in play, especially if we factor in the potential for a blowout, which, you know, sorry sorry to sort of tell you, but I don't know how good the Rockets are going to be <laughs> just getting Eric Gordon back. Um I guess Kevin Knox question. I guess I, I'm, it's more of a question mark for me. Yeah, than. no, you you hit the nail on the head. It, it depends on Barrett and Toppin for me. Those guys is questionable coming into Thursday. They're not on a on a back to back. If those guys are back in the rotation, then I think Knox is is out of the player pool for me. But then we'd have to consider them, particularly against the. Um, the Rockets with a combination of those two important factors, potential blowout and pace up that that could get him uh, a lot of fantasy points per minute if he gets 20 to 25 again. Right. Um, let's finish this bad boy off at center. Um, are you in on Embiid if he plays? I am in on Embiid. Again, I, I think it's the, the Durant corollary, the idea that we need points um right. I, mean, I was just playing around with lineups before we started here the, the if you wanted to the durant randall mb plus value lineup oh my play, god right? so you can make it work um it's not pretty but you can you can make it work but Embiid is just one of these guys that yes we're gonna need those points if he if he plays i prefer durant at the upper end right. over Embiid. all things all things being equal, um, but it, it, unless we get some sense of, you know, I'm gonna. Doc says I'm gonna give him a little bit of a longer stretch on the bench. I, I mean, this is a key Eastern Conference game right here. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you might have thought, 
well, if he was going to give them a night off, it would have been tonight. But again, that's against the Heat. So it's, you know, these are just a tough stretch of games we're going through. And they need these wins against these, these, these teams in the top four or five in the East. So if he's out there, I got to think it's going to be for a you know, pretty full allotment of minutes. So I'm, I'm not afraid to, to, to go and beat if he's, if, he's, uh, if he's active. Yeah. And I mean, Nick Claxton, who's very foul happy, uh, will be starting on him. We're going to see the likes of Dayron Sharp, who was a late first round pick. And then, I mean, possibly the corpse of Blake Griffin trying to guard Joel Embiid. I mean, you know, it, it's if he plays, it could be a bloodbath. I mean, um, just for context, you mentioned the Randall Embiid Durant stack. I'll take Randall out of this just for for um, for the sake of like my sanity looking at my lineup. Um, <laughs> d- if you start your lineup on DraftKings, Durant Embiid, uh, you have forty four hundred dollars, forty three eighty three left per position. Um, Brooklyn value definitely gets you there, wherever you want to go from there. So yeah. Um, I think Durant it's, and Bede, four other nets, and you can find the rest of the value. <laughs> Especially if you might just be playing seven people from this game if Philly decides to sit a bunch of guys too. So yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But after Embiid, um, they finally bumped DeAndre Ayton's price. Uh, it's something that John and I have been talking about for some time. Um, they never bumped his price. Like no matter how good and consistent. Um, you mentioned you, you made the loss reference earlier. Uh, Aiton fits and fits that bill too. I mean, outside of a, an anomaly game against Brooklyn in November, he gives you 30 plus fantasy points every single night coming off a monster game. We know there's still no Devin Booker. Um, I guess my question to you, Oh, this is funny. The next question too is funny. Um, 8,800. Is that too steep of a price for you? Um, Kirksey? You know, that, that that's a good question because typically you'll see DraftKings sort of scale, unless it's a, you know, a min price guy who just goes out and has a couple of explosion games, you, you'll see them scale up the salaries of these, you know, these, these good players, a $1,300 salary jump in between games. is just, a, it's a massive, massive right. lead, but you're right. The production's been there. He's been 36 fantasy points or above in almost every game, save, save one in his uh, over the past month. So, you know, maybe he should have been there, been there all along. I mean, I'm a huge Aiden fan. He looks like a 1990 center to me, the wristbands, mm-hmm. you know, he's just, you know, he should get points for that, but beyond, beyond <laughs> the, the, the look, I mean, he is, he is just dominating folks. And I don't know who in, uh, on the wizards can, can, can slow him down. I really don't think it's, it's anyone. It's certainly not Bertons or, Gafford or any any of these guys he's just no matter what opponent has come at him he's he's dominating so you know you know you want I think if you're paying up you want to sort of lean towards um the the Embiid side but you know if you're looking for you know a priced up pairing with someone like a Durant or or Randall um I mean certainly you want to consider Aiton in that in that build yeah, I too love Aiton and Daniel Gafford, another very foul happy center. And then Montrez Harrell, who's 6'5. Like Aiton is gonna go to town if he if you know Chris Paul is um, getting him the ball like he should. So what I while I was looking at Aiton, I noticed DraftKings looks like they're expecting Joel Embiid to sit. 
uh, because they have Andre Drummond at seven thousand dollars. Now, and that's all I'm going to say about it because we know to play Drummond if it beats out. But uh, right. it seems like they're preparing uh, for JoJo to sit, uh, which you know is fine. Um, but no discount on Drummond if you were looking for one. Um, Miles Turner is a tournament play only. Um, I think Isaiah Stewart is a little too pricey in my opinion. I don't know if you feel the same. I guess he's been, you know, 24 plus fantasy points in five of his last six, four double doubles over that, uh, three double doubles, excuse me, over that span. Um, a price tag you're willing to spend on Isaiah Stewart, or would you rather go down and look at Griffin, Gafford, Mitch Robb, Claxton? Uh, Pacers, best team in the league against against yeah. the centers. I, I'm I'm yeah, probably yeah. going going down more if I can. And and which I mean, you know, I think Claxton's probably the easy the easy play here. If if you want, I mean, he was you know pegged as their starting center coming into the year. Uh, we had a whole bunch of reasons why he didn't play. Uh, he had like this illness that wasn't COVID. Um, or he had, co- it, like, it wasn't COVID. Whatever it was, he had an illness that kept him out for a long time. He's only played 10 games this year. Um, but we've already seen 26 minutes, you know, just, what, six games back. Um, I think Claxton's probably the plug-and-play. I mean, we mentioned it. If you're playing Durant, and if you want another spend-up, like, let's say Embiid's not there, you're probably pivoting to Randall. Um, playing Claxton's pretty simple, in my opinion. I, I don't know if you feel like there's better value out there, but... I think Claxton's the easy choice here. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, especially as, as you mentioned, if Embiid is out, you don't have to worry about necessarily the as much about the defensive uh, pressure that Claxton has to has to exert for for him. Then, then certainly you're looking. I think Claxton all the way down at 3,900 if you're looking to pay down. No one else, right? Not that's standing out to me right now. No, you don't want to play Daniel Tice. I, I I never want to play Daniel Tice. No, that's fair. Um, <laughs> all right, well that will do it. Um, any I guess any final thoughts before we get out of here, Ryan? No, I mean this is I mean this is true every NBA night. But my goodness, if there's ever a night to pay attention to what the news is and stay on top of the injury reports, I, I mean again we may have more players literally listed out than in tomorrow. So it's a uh, something to stay on top of as you get those those last-minute news bits coming in before lock. And we'll leave it at that. And, uh, again, uh, big thanks to Ryan Kirksey for joining. Um, and uh, he is actually the one on the playbook tomorrow. Uh, I think I'm doing some piece of content, uh, Value Vault. So I'm on the Value Vault, Ray Kuhn on the Showdown playbook, um, and Justin Fenceman on the starting five. And uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow.